Welcome to Poolside Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Anthony, and this is episode number 13. I'm sitting down today with Jackie Camelli, the founder and owner of Lace Brick Design and its little sister ba- company, Baby Brick Brand. If you've heard of or seen Lace Brick, you'll know that it's an outdoor lifestyle brand with adorable sweaters, jewelry, mugs, and toques. She has everything. We're talking about how the company got started and why the mountains are such a prominent part of the brand. Through the brand, Jackie has been able to grow a strong community of fierce, independent women who share the same values and outlook that she does. She shares how she grew the community, the important role social media has played, and how she doesn't go crazy with five-month-old twins. Let's jump into it. Here is Jackie Camelli. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm sitting here today with Jackie from Lace Brick Design. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me, Rachel. I'm so excited to talk about businesses. I'm so excited. I love listening to people who started their own business and just like run it themselves. And especially a woman, you know, we can, we'll dive into it for sure. Yes. Um, so do you want to give a brief introduction to who you are and what you do? I would love to. Um, so I'm Jackie Camelli and I'm the owner and founder of Lacebrook Design, which is a, an adventure lifestyle brand for females. Also, the founder of our sister company, I like to say our little sister company, which is Baby Brick, um, an adventure lifestyle brand for little girls. That's so exciting, and it's so cute. Thank the, you. All the Instagrams and the photos are amazing. Oh, thank you. Um, so can you tell us the journey of Lacebrick Design and how that like stemmed from the mountains and why it's an outdoor brand? Yeah. Oh, it's, I mean, the outdoors has always been something that I cherish and make time for. Since I was a little girl, our family would go camping and hiking and fishing every weekend without fail. Well, probably not in the winter so much, but we even still went out in the winter, probably not in minus 40. Uh, And it's just been at the core of my being as well as adventuring. I noticed that in my 20s and 30s, I was finding myself going on solo adventures and traveling more on my own and seeking new things and new people. And so it is at the core of who I am. The journey of the brand is something that I love talking about because my life was so different. Um, Three years ago, I was a full-time kindergarten teacher. I had been for 10 years. And Lace Brick was something I just started up on the side. It was a side hustle next to a few other side side hustles I had. (laughs) I like to be busy, so I had a lot going on at the time. and it started, Lace Brick Design started out as just jewelry making and uh, repurposing vintage finds and just started a Facebook group, a uh, Facebook page, sorry, and you know, friends and friends of friends and family would buy things and it was just a creative outlet for me on the side. And then I took some time away from teaching kindergarten and launched the website and from there the brand exploded. It was, yeah, it was a very fast, fast growth for me and yeah, so I was able to step away from my nine to five of teaching kindergarten and do lace brick full time now. Cool, yeah. that's awesome. And where did the name come from? Oh, that question. <laughs> I wish I had a good story about it. I don't. I was. I think I was over in my parents' backyard, and I needed a name for this pile of jewelry I had created on a solo trip out to the island, and I wanted to start selling it and opening that Facebook page and. I needed. I wanted a name that was dichotomous, and um, at the time, I think I honestly think there was a pile of bricks laying in my parents' backyard. <laughs> I was like, oh, I like the word brick, and what's what's sort of the opposite of brick and lace? I thought lace brick sounds good together, and that was where it came from. It has nothing. 
nothing to do with adventuring or exploring or independence or um, mountains, but I still like the ring ring of it. And it's, you know, it's something when someone hears lace brick design, they think of our, our brand and everything we stand for. So it's not something I'm, I'm eager to change, although the application to the brand is really, is really not evident. Um, that's where it came from. Nice. I mean, it's always good because some names, I feel people like limit themselves to what they could do. But now because your your name isn't really tied to anything you're, you're doing, right. you can sell whatever you want or do whatever you want with it. So you're not being like, this is just a t-shirt brand or something. I love that spin on it, Rachel. You're so right because we're constantly pivoting the brand, keeping it focused around adventurous, independent females. Um, but you're right, it, it isn't something that locks us in. Right, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll get into more of the Baby Brick brand, but how did that evolve then? From well, I always had it in the back of my mind that I wanted to create apparel and goods for little ones, and of course little girls, because we are a girl brand, And uh, but I didn't really ever feel like I was legitimate in, in creating them. I didn't have children at the time, and and I honestly really didn't know where to start. And we started getting more and more requests for um, apparel for the littles. And and I, I was, and I, so it kind of just all happened serendipitous because I became pregnant and pregnant with twins. And although they weren't girls, <laughs> they're two little adorable boys. And I just felt once I, you know, be, was pregnant and, and had the boys, I, I had more of a leg to stand on in developing a brand for little humans. Right. Yeah. Like legitimizes. Yeah. Like, yeah, I actually have kids. I know what they need to wear now. Totally, girl. Yes. Um, And what has been the most surprising thing about opening up your own store? Do you do it just online? Or do you do markets too, right? You're right, yeah. So we have uh, the online store, and then we do a ton of local markets um, in Alberta, and then we've actually just started um, branching out to other provinces, but we do markets and then we also are lucky enough to have our goods in 60 plus stores across Canada That's including amazing. yeah it's pretty cool so Hallmark and Bill of the Belt have picked up our brand which is super exciting as a small local brand and we also really really appreciate the small boutiques um, across the country that carry our goods it's it's a wonderful exciting exciting thing to grow the brand Right, and how was that, like, going from just Calgary, when was it that you spread across the country? Was it just, like, just happened, or did you reach out, did you visit the places? That's a great question. I wish I visited the places. Sometimes <laughs> I visited the places and was like, hey, do you know what you should carry? Um, 90% of the time it was an email that was landed in my inbox asking if we sell wholesale and, and um, growing relationships with our retail partners that way. Right, which is still exciting because then you're like, oh my god, it's the same thing I just said to you. I was like, oh my god, she must be on my podcast. You're like, oh my god, they want to carry this stuff. It's so true. When I got the email from Hallmark, I almost deleted it because I I was like, I don't get emails from Hallmark. This is a second. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, And so, how do you choose what you sell? So, starting with jewelry and clothing, you sell mugs, you sell a whole bunch of stuff. So, how do you decide? I actually do love this question. <laughs> we were just joking about that's how I start every answer. I love this question, but I do love this question um, because it it is from my own um, creativity and what I like. So if I like something, then I sell it. <laughs> and it happens to be that it resonates with our customers and our followers. And so um, our designs on all of our apparel come from from my own 
head, I guess. Um, creativity is a really interesting thing to me, how you can just be having a shower or driving your car and boom, there's that cool idea in your head. I've, re I've always been fascinated by that. Or in the middle of the night, um, one of our onesies from the Baby Brick brand, the ABC with the A is the mountain, that came to me well, and it sounds crazy, but it came to me while I was sleeping and I woke up and wrote it in my phone um, and that's where that design came from. So um, the, the apparel designs definitely come from myself and then we do have um, items that we bring in from other artisans and um, yeah mainly it just comes the colors and the designs come from my brain right. <laughs> and do you do you sell different things depending on the city that you're in or depending on the stores or is it all just yeah that's a great question we definitely take it into consideration the demographic of, of the stores customers and um, the locations and I work with our retail partners in deciding what would work best for them uh, especially with the Saskatchewan girl and the BC girl right. um, goods we definitely work together with that and the mountain the mountain towns we definitely focus on the mountain goods right that yeah. makes sense yeah. like, <laughs> mountains in Saskatchewan then. <laughs> that is true <laughs> um, and two of the hashtags that you have branded your brand with are ponytails and mountain trails and ponytail posse so do you want to talk about where the hashtags came from and then like the women empowerment part of your brand yes yes I would love to speak about that so the ponytails and mountain trails we did a marketing campaign on Instagram uh, it would have been maybe a year and a half two years ago now uh, where we wanted we knew we wanted our own hashtag and thought we'd throw it out to our amazing followers to help us come up with the idea so we ran a contest one of our amazing followers came up with ponytails and mountain trails which we thought was lovely perfect and we've grown that I think if you click on the hashtag on Instagram it's I, oh, it's been a while since I've clicked on but it's continually growing and it's in the thousands now and it's really neat that people will use that hashtag um, to express their posts it's kind of a neat thing and ponytail posse came from another marketing campaign that we did um, probably a year ago where we developed a quiz that's still on our website if anybody wants to take it. It's uh, under the first menu. Uh, take the Ponytail Posse quiz and you can discover what kind of um, adventure girl you are. And so that hashtag came out of that and really we just, now now it signifies and means so much more to us. It's our, our wolf pack, our tribe of followers and um, our true blues, the ones who our brand really resonates with. And, it goes it goes beyond the e-commerce part it's sharing your adventures and your growth and posts of your best life and um, you with your girlfriends and it's a it's a really neat thing to to follow and see grow yeah, that's awesome one well, and then you can see like everyone else is using it so i feel like it like, brings the community together even though it's on like instagram or online or whatever exactly yeah which is awesome it's our hitching post yeah <laughs> for sure and it's, it's good to see hashtags like that do well because I feel like people are always in marketing strategies they're like we'll just have our own hashtag and then it never takes off like you just use it yourself and no one ever else uses it so it's impressive that you've been able to grow it like with other people okay, which yeah. is awesome okay. um, and how important is it for women supporting other women to you Calgary's a great city for supporting local um, so what does that look like for you oh well I feel like to my core individually as as a person I always joke that I, I don't know how to talk to men and but it's kind of a half joke but my whole life has been 
it's been female-centered. So dancing as a child to teaching, which is majority of my coworkers were female, um, to taking yoga and then I, growing to teaching yoga, that was fem- pretty much female-centered. Same with teaching bar. That was female-centered, and now I have a female brand. So I am super comfortable with girls and and growing that um, tribe vibe amongst women. I think it's super important um, to lift each other up and not see each other, one another, as competition, but rather how can I help you? How can I help you grow, and how can I help you live your best life? And I'm lucky enough to be able to do that through the brand and everyone I meet through the brand, and I hope that the brand in itself inspires other women it's like sort of a, a ripple effect how can we help one another because I think especially at this time it's such an important um, an important philosophy to live by um, right now is like let's support each other and, mm-hmm. and uh, be strong right yeah I love that do you have any advice for women who are looking to find those connections or groups or communities that maybe don't have it, that aren't surrounded by women all the time? Right. Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, Again, maybe going to yoga or bar or um, I know that there's some really great groups in the city for getting out and hiking. So there's Alberta Adventure Girls and um, they're such a welcoming community. And um, I feel like Instagram in and of itself, if you send someone a direct message saying, hey girl, you know, I really like your style or um, your dog's cute or whatever. I've, I've sparked so many awesome friendships in both um, on social media and in real life just by commenting on somebody's picture. Totally. So, My best friend and I met on Instagram. It, oh, that's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really wonderful thing. It is. And yeah. it's not like creepy anymore. Like, <laughs> you people, you don't have to feel like you're stalking or being creepy. <laughs> it's so true. Yes. It's legitimate now. It is. Yes. <laughs> Um, and let's talk about the brand for a bit, because obviously there's lots of meaning behind it. So how did it start at the beginning, and how have you evolved it? Oh, I'm constantly, I, this is what I've learned, and I didn't know I was doing it until I took a step back and realized that that's how the brand grew. I've been constantly pivoting the brand. So we started with jewelry, and then we added the mugs, and then the apparel came, and the toques, and the adventure supply, and it's constantly, um, and intentionally adding goods that help women express themselves. So adventurous women expressing themselves. And so constantly pivoting the brand and adding more and being very mindful about the goods that we choose. Awesome. And so what advice would you give people who are trying to grow a brand? Like if they have a small business or they just like don't really know where to start with social or photography or anything, mm-hmm. what's your advice for them? The, the number one thing, if and if we're talking about social media and growing your brand on social media, is aesthetically pleasing content. Um, I really worked hard on that at the very beginning of the brand. I knew if it looks good, then you know, you're gonna to appeal to people. So with that came the consistency. So I think that there's three main things to growing a strong brand, consistency, flexibility, and authenticity. Because if you're not authentic, people will see through your, and you need to be consistent because the human brain likes consistency. We like to know what to expect. So as long as you have a consistent thread through your brand, and then again, back to pivoting, flexibility, being able to sort of grow based on your consumer needs. Right, that's awesome. And do you take the photos, or do you know hire somebody? To take I, photos? Well, I did at the beginning. Yeah. I, you know, I really believe that 
every everything you do in your life is leading you to live your passion. I really, really, really believe that. And so many years ago, I flew to Vancouver and took a week-long photography course just to learn how to use a digital SLR. And then it came in handy a few years later when I started my brand. And so I used to do the photos and now um, I use a professional photographer. Right now I'm using a really great duo. Uh, They're called Rose and Lita and it's a model and a photographer team. And they, I give them my products and I tell them the look and feel and they produce beautiful photos. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And then you're supporting other local people as well. Yes. Which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's talk about your family life for a second. (laughs) So your husband is also also an entrepreneur. Um, So what has that been like as you guys have grown your brands? And they're they're kind of similar, but like not really, right? (laughs) It's more like a manly business and yours is like a female. So so how has that been um, together? Yeah, it's been so my husband, Ben Forster of TFB Leather. He and I um, met a very short while ago while I was actually um, teaching a branding and social media workshop. He came to the workshop and it was, oh, it sounds so cliche to say, but it was, it was love at first sight. <laughs> and um, yeah, so it's really great because we do have that common denominator. We're both entrepreneurs, we're both creative, we're both growing our brands. That, that part of it I really love. I really love bouncing ideas off of someone who gets it. And th- that's just what it comes down to is him and I just get each other and we get where we're at in our lives right now. And it's a really beautiful thing to grow together in that aspect. When you throw twin newborn babies in the mix and you're both growing your business and time is of the essence, it becomes a bit more of a challenge. And I think that's when, you know, of course, we appreciate being home with our babies and, and the time we have with our babies together. All four of us are in the home together. It can be a bit of a challenge um, and sort of like a tag, you're it, uh, when it comes to work. Um, and we've, you know, the boys are five months old now and we've really, I think we've found a groove. We've got a groove now, but it's constantly changing. And, you know, if the brand's pivoting, so are we as a family. We've, we're really just staying on the ball and doing what works. Right. And so, so did he come to your workshop? Yeah. So do you help him with his branding and social media then since he came initially to ask for help? I, I do love to do that, yes. And and I do it in a very diplomatic <laughs> and very ginger, gingerly way. Um, and he's very open to any suggestions and, and he loves when I say, can I do your stories? So um, yeah, we I, it's fun. We have a good, a good thing going there for That's sure. Awesome. Yeah. And so how do you balance that then? So you, do you just like switch off with your boys or how do you have a work-life balance if work, you can? Oh, work-life balance. I don't think that exists. I don't think a work-life balance exists. I think every day is different for us and we're very lucky to have family support. My parents are wonderful at taking the boys when we have markets or things just get a little bit too hairy for us. And so we definitely have used support from family and friends. And we tried doing a schedule, but Ben and I aren't awesome at at keeping, we like fluidity in our days. We like the autonomy that comes with being entrepreneurs and the flexibility in our schedules. So putting putting a rigid structure on on our days didn't work for us. We did try it. So it is a lot of, uh, we have a big chalkboard in our home that is two weeks at a time. And if it's not on the chalkboard, then too bad. So, (laughs) So yeah, we just go based on what our days look like and we make it work. Yeah, and it's 50-50 in our home, which I think is really important. That um, 
just because I'm the mom doesn't mean I have to do everything. So. Right. Yeah, definitely. I think that's awesome mm-hmm. to hear. Like yeah. you said, nowadays when women are being independent and stuff, mm-hmm. that there's no reason that it's not equal. Exactly. He's so wonderful. You have two. Yes. So <laughs> yes. You automatically become equal. <laughs> exactly. It's lovely. Um, and what has been the hardest part of running your own business? <sighs> Time. Time. There's not enough hours in the day, and that's where I've learned to delegate. And I have a wonderful employee, Kelsey Woods. She is incredible, and she keeps me on my toes, and she keeps me organized, and she pushes me to drive the brand further, and I really appreciate her. And without her, it, it would be much harder. So time, delegation, and yeah, I think how we can be very hard on ourselves. We're, we can often be, as business owners, um, or really anybody, sometimes you're just too close to it to see it. So really not being hard on myself has been something I've been really trying to work on and, you know, letting go of the perfectionism because nobody is perfect. That can be hard. It is hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. Um, and what advice would you give to working moms who are trying to balance everything? Oh, I think that is a good, that is a good and very hard question. And if somebody knows the answer, <laughs> <laughs> I would pay money to hear it because um, it's not easy. It's tiring, it's exhausting, but it's rewarding. It's all the cliches that you ever hear. And so I don't know if I, I feel like I'm too new to this mom club to give any advice. <laughs> I mean, I'm only five months in and I see moms, you know, with older children and many more children than the two that I have and they're rocking it. So I really appreciate when moms are honest with each other. So any advice that I would have is just be real. It's hard, it's hard. It is hard, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and how do you take time for yourself? So when you do get moments that are just for you, what do you do to disconnect and recharge? Well, lately, I, this is terrible, but, well, maybe not terrible. It's just becoming a bit of a habit. Lately, I like to crawl into my bed with my laptop and whatever's on, I choose on Netflix or iTunes and get, now I'm just hooked on it and I'm gonna OD on it, but I love the sweet and salty kettle corn President's Choice popcorn. Oh, oh yes. I've tried other kinds. This is the best one. <laughs> and so I grab a bag of that, and I grab a bag of Nims and M&Ms, and I just sit and enjoy. And it's my time, and it makes me happy. Um, and that's where I'm at right, <laughs> right now amazing. in my life. <laughs> I don't, I want to be going back to yoga, and I want to be doing bar, and I want to be, you know, doing all these things to live my best life. But right now, sitting in bed with my Netflix and my Nibs and my popcorn is my best life. Which is amazing. <laughs> I feel like people don't really take that take advantage of that that sometimes you just have to do nothing yes it's just better than doing something absolutely girl yeah um so for women who have a nine-to-five and want to jump into being an entrepreneur or have a good idea what advice would you give for someone who wants to start a business Hmm. i would say that you i think it's really important to know your why why are you doing it because that's going to drive you that's going to be your motivation and you really have to know it because that's going to determine your success and your happiness with your choice. So if your why, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter what, it's your why. So own that why and it's, it's really nobody else's business or worry what your why is. It could be for the money, it could be for the freedom, it could be for your passion, you want a creative outlet, um, you're tired of your 9 to 5. Whatever your why is, own it and know it and that will push you forward. I like it. <laughs> um, going back to the business for a bit, um, do you 
produce new stuff seasonally or how what's your like schedule like like do you follow like a fashion I'm getting there you know developing a brand and really not knowing a ton about releases and the flow and when things are supposed to come out and seasons and lines and collections and line sheets and all these things that I've learned along the way it is there are a lot of growing pains and a lot of learning and I've I think we're getting in the groove now that we realize that spring 2019 needs to be thought about in spring 2018 and we need to get the ball rolling a year in advance and, and really be thinking which can be hard when you're trying to you know forecast trends and and understand it and when my ideas kind of hit me out of the blue and I you know and the collections already down the line I'm ready to be released and I wish I could put that new idea into place that kind of puts a little hiccup in it for me but we're really getting into the groove of releasing spring, summer, and fall, winter. Right. Um, and sometimes I like to trickle in little treats right. in between those, <laughs> like just launching little one-offs because, you know, if the idea is there, why not? Exactly. Yeah, well, especially it's easier with like an online yeah. store anyway, you can add whatever you want to it. Yes, you're so right, Rachel, totally. Um, and just to touch on influencer marketing, since you're going online and social media, we work together briefly as a collaboration. Um, so how has that been to grow your brand? What is how do you feel about influencer marketing? Oh, and I won't take anything personally. That you oh, say. No. <laughs> <laughs> I you know it's interesting. I feel like there's a shift. A shift is coming in influencer marketing because again back to authenticity and really there's two parties involved and we both need to do our part and you were lovely to work with. I really appreciated working with you as an influencer. Um, it's maybe not always the case uh, when we reach out to influencers, which is why it's not at the core of our marketing plan right now. Um, influencers are lovely and I think when they're um, talented and conscientious as you are, it works really, really well. Um, when yeah, when it doesn't go that way, it doesn't work well. Just like with anything, really, totally. marketing-wise, um, it's, it's always a bit of a gamble and you have to be smart about where, where you're putting your time, energy, and money. So that's sort of how I feel about influencer marketing at the moment. It could shift tomorrow. Right. <laughs> and do you have any tips for influencers that, because you've been on the other side of it, who want to work with businesses, and not necessarily yours, but just in general, um, what tips can you give them to make it, like, so you're an easy influencer to work with? Yeah, that's a really important question, I think, right now, because um, quite often an influencer can, from the outside, perhaps seem like they're going to do a lot for you based on followers and um, that ugly e-word exposure and uh, and so I, I really think as an influencer to be very clear about expectations to follow through with expectations and to really know your own demographic because when you know your own demographic that's an offering that you can provide to brands and and work with brands that work with your audience so I think it's it's definitely a reciprocal synergistic relationship that um, can work well when both parties go in it with a responsible, clear outlook. Right. Well, I think it's from the influencer side as well to remember that we're all small businesses. Like, yes. you're a small business, I'm a small business, so you need to treat everybody that, like, it's all time that's valuable and that no one can really afford anything. Absolutely. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes, you nailed it. Yeah, because you can get lost, because I know lots of, like, big brands, it's easy to just be like, oh, just charge them a ton, like, they have the money, but when you're working with, like, small local businesses, then you, it's a different, it's a different game. <laughs> you're right, and the perception, you're right, it's just understanding 
that we can come across like a big brand, but it's just little, little old me right. <laughs> with, you know, tr trying to build something that I'm passionate about. Right. And you're right. I mean, it's, and not on the other side of it as well as an influencer, you're just trying to do your thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's more than a t-shirt. I think everyone needs to like, or whatever you're trying to sell. Yeah. You know, there's like a face and a business and values behind it. Yes. Um, so what's your, what's the next thing for Lace with Design? This, this question is always so interesting for me because I want to tell you everything that we're up to. I want, I'm bursting at the seams to tell you everything that we're up to, and I can't. <laughs> so all I can say is that we're, we're, again, we're pivoting. We're working on something super exciting um, that, that I want to do right. And so we're going to take our sweet time, and it'll be coming down the line. So stay close to social media. Stay close to um, our website. Is that mysterious enough? It's very mysterious. <laughs> Something is coming. I can't tell you. <laughs> um, and where can people find you? Your Instagram handles, website, share. Yeah, thank you. So our Instagram handle is at lacebrickdesign. And you can find us on Facebook as well, lacebrickdesign. And our website is lacebrickdesign.com. And can I share Ben's as well? Yeah, of course. Okay, I wouldn't be uh, doing my wifely duties if I didn't. <laughs> so Ben, it's Ben Forster, and his handle is at TFB underscore leather. And he's also on the Book of Faces uh, under uh, TFB leather. That's awesome. And we're going to have him, we're going to have him on in February. We're doing like a couples thing in February, to not be cliche, but couples that run businesses so we'll invite him for the next one <laughs> I think that's so lovely and he has a, a gorgeous Australian accent so amazing um, <laughs> you might need an interpreter <laughs> but uh, I'll happily do that for you <laughs> oh my god that's amazing well thank you so much for sitting down and sharing your advice and your business thank you Rachel this has been wonderful that was awesome